Hello and welcome to the 12 Minutes of Workplace Health podcast. I'm Harry Bliss, CEO and co-founder of Champion Health. And today we're joined by Sean Maywood, who works at PwC in their integral team to support their team's mental well-being. In a previous career, Sean worked as a teacher and I'm absolutely fascinated to hear about the learnings that he took from the teaching world to apply into the business world with PwC. Welcome, Sean. Hello, Sean. Welcome to the 12 Minutes of Workplace Health podcast. Thanks, Harry. Really pleased to be here. Good to see you. Likewise, likewise. So obviously in the introduction, um, we, we introduced your background. It's a really unique role that you've got at PwC. And it, I, it's fascinated me and got me thinking about how we can support graduate intakes. Can you just share a little bit more about your role at PwC? Yeah, so it's it's moved it's moved slightly, um, but it's it's created more more roles similar to uh, to what I had. So, effectively, one of the partners at uh, at PwC had looked at the support for our for our new graduates. We've got a we've got an average age in the firm. It's it's publicly stated of thirty one um, is the is the average age, and um, you know that that means that we have a, a, a the vast majority of our staff are in that twenty to to twenty seven age bracket, and um, support for them. They're, we do have a, a support system, but they they work hard. They work long hours um, from from time to time. There's there's quite a a lot of pressure on them, and this partner, I thought it was in, you know incredibly perceptive was looking back at, at the the role in school of the pastoral head, be that a head of year, be that a, a head of house, and that kind of role that they do to, to look after students in a, in a school and whether that could be replicated in a business environment. And one, predominantly to look after those people, but also from a, from a financial angle, um, let's be honest, mm-hmm. I, I work for a financial services firm, um, that reducing turnover would be a would be an outcome from it, and and unsurprisingly, as as he, he used the word as a uh, as a bunch of bean counters, they would they would look at your salary when you come in, and if you could prevent X number of people from uh, from walking out the door, then it would as a role it would pay for itself. But I think more importantly, it showed care. We've we've got a value in the firm of care, and so to have someone. In the uh, in the workplace, whose sole focus is um, is on supporting others, I think was uh, I think it was just brilliant. I think it's really forward looking. I've I've moved from that specific role, although I still have um, a lot of contact with what we call our first five years community and and others who support them. I've now moved into what we call our inclusion community and well being team, yeah. and I, I lead on our mental health literacy strategy, but. Various other roles similar to mine have now developed as a result of that that one idea. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a, I mean, I would say that because I was in it, but uh, I think it's a great idea. I think it was very forward thinking. And is there any data in terms of reducing the staff turnover within that age range um, of 20 to 27 that, that you mentioned? Yeah, it's, I'm going to say no, because it's it's actually, it's really hard to yeah. to get that kind of, of data. Um you know how do you how do you measure that because there are so many factors that that come into why someone might move on from the 
from the firm. Um, you know, we have graduates join, they, they do exams, for instance, and, uh, you know, there might be a particular issue with that. If something like the pandemic comes along that could be a, uh, yeah. could be a factor. But, but anecdotally, and I know, again, people will be reluctant sometimes to look at, at anecdotal evidence, but, you know, for me, those lovely moments that you, you get when someone emails you and says, look, I was, I was really at a low point. Um, and thanks to, to the care, the support that was, that was shown to me by the firm that I've, I've stayed, you know, and I, I I'm glad I've done. And I've, I've got personally numerous uh, ones of those. I think on the other hand as well, we do have people leave and um, I've almost as, as valuable are the messages yeah. you get from people that say, look, I've left the firm, but I just want to say thank you for all the support that you gave yeah. to me before I left, because our reputation is important to us both within and outside of the uh, the firm. So, yeah, hard to hard to give you some some hard and fast figures, yeah. but but certainly that that feedback that we're getting is that it's a valuable role. And and again, I'd say the fact that we decided as a business to replicate that in some different areas is testament to it. Absolutely. And I, I completely agree that there are some things that are immeasurable. How those people talk to their friends down at the pub, for example, about PwC going forwards, whether they return back to the organisation in 10 years' time when they're even more qualified and experienced. Um, but those, um, those anecdotes are, are crucial to building that case as well and that business case. I was going to say it was Einstein who said that uh, not everything that counts, um, not everything that can be counted counts. And not everything yeah. you count can be counted, and and I think that's a uh, that's a great one to remember. Yeah, that would be really useful for for me and and our listeners. In terms of senior leadership, you've mentioned already, um, and especially that partner was, that was very forward thinking when it comes to well being, but also the graduates um, within the organisation. PwC strikes me as an organisation that's very forward thinking from the outside and from the conversations that you've had. It really lives up to to um, to their words and through their actions. How do you get senior leadership buy-in? Was it quite easy for you to do? Um, were there any barriers that, that you had to overcome? Yeah. So this um, this I, I'm going to you know again put in another quote. I've seen great distances by standing on the shoulders of giants. You know I, I'm fortunate. I I joined the firm and a lot of other people had done that hard work. We we looked at it from both a bottom up and a and a top down. Um, but we largely started at the top and um, we joined the This Is Me campaign um, uh, in 2016 alongside Greenlight to Talk. We, uh, we were you know, a, a founding part of that. And we, we got some partners, other grades as well, but we got some partners to very bravely talk about their experience of mental health challenges, either directly that they'd experienced or through through family members. And we love to share, share a story in, in PwC. It's, uh, it's great. Um, and they resonated really, really well. Um, and from that, we, we built out the work that we did. We, we started getting uh, Mental Health First Aid England in and, and 12, I was fortunate to be one of those, 12 uh, souls were the uh, the first people to be trained in, in mental health first aid. But we also created our, our wellbeing champions, our green light to talk champions, uh, and we, we built from, from there. But I know that lots of people will be listening and sometimes getting the buy-in from the board uh, can, be a, can be a challenge. And I am, and I'm not just saying this because I'm an employee, I'm very, very proud that, that our board 
totally sees this. You know, we have members on our executive board who are what we call mental health advocates, and they they really see it, they they live it, and they share it. Um, but and showing how selfless we are, I'm going to talk up one of our rivals. Um, Deloitte released a, a report in 2017. They updated it in 2020, making the case for the uh, for investing in the good mental health of your employees. And there is a financial argument around this, which I would encourage any listener to um, to take forward. The the estimated cost of mental ill health um, to UK businesses is put at forty two billion pounds a year. Um, but the return on investment for, for firms that, that actually do something to support their colleagues, and let's face it, at PwC, we don't build anything. We don't sell anything apart from brains. So looking after our, our staff's minds is, is crucial. The return on investment is £5 for every £1 spent. And that was the, uh, the research that they did. Yesterday, only yesterday, I was at an event with the, the City Mental Health Alliance, and um, uh, there was a, a, a guy there, Peter Kelly, who's a, a senior psychologist at the Health and Safety Executive. And he said that um, the absenteeism uh, for, for any employee, the cost to the business will be four times their salary. Now, again, we're not doing this. I'm not doing the work. I'm an ex-teacher. Uh, I don't really have much of a commercial brain. Um, so we we do it for the right reason, but um, I, I'm not. I don't think we should shy away from the commercial arguments here as well. If we want to convince our uh, our boards, the leadership, that it is really important that we invest in in good mental health. I completely agree with you there, and I think if if we focus on the return on investment, ironically, people's well-being and the moral case really comes through as well in that social case. And Peter's a very good friend of Champion and uh, was on one of our latest live sessions as well. Oh, so, brilliant. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Peter if he's, if he's listening yeah. now. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Peter. I'd like, to, <laughs> I'd like to just change tack now and talk about your, the learnings that you've taken from being a teacher. I used to want to be a teacher. I've got a huge amount of respect for teachers. A lot of our members at Champion Health um, are also in the teaching community. I'd like to just see what principles you've taken from teaching to translate it into your role now at PwC in a more corporate arena um, and a very different arena, but I'm sure there are principles that you're able to translate across. Yeah, I I think um, one thing that really sticks in my mind is that when I was doing my teacher training, we had a, a teacher at the, the school that we were training at. Um, by the way, this was over 30 years ago. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in here. I taught for <laughs> 25 years. Um, and he asked the question of a group of us, all bright, young, shiny trainee teachers what do you teach and uh, and he went round the the room and it was i teach re i teach french i teach science which was was my subject and he just paused for a moment he said interestingly he said because i teach children um and that it was it was a real sneaky shot really in many ways but it but it was something that i i remembered really well and and for me, when I was teaching, it was about teaching the children first and your and your subject next. And what that what that means is that you need to you need to to recognise that everyone is different and and show a level of care. Without being too scientific about it, I think we we all know what happens um, if we uh, if we put too much stress on people. 
their brains start to use the, the limbic system, the limbic emotional brain, which is, uh, which is not the thinking part of your brain, as opposed to using the prefrontal cortex, which will, you know, in, in a place of work, get that, that creative work done in the case of school, all the learning and the understanding. And so showing that care, showing that pastoral side, which I think is, is just crucial for any teacher, um, mm. is exactly the same for me when it comes across to, to a firm such as, uh, as, as ours, PwC. We, we, need to, we need to look after people. Productive work is good for our mental health. But actually, staff with good mental health is good for the productive work of the uh, of the firm. It, it really works both ways. So, I love the fact that we've got care, as I've said, as as one of our values at the firm, and and people do live it. They, they really are living it. So, I I think it's that that pastoral side is what I would uh, I would take over from from schools into uh, into the workplace. Fantastic. Um, they're always too short, these episodes. I need to have a word with the Champion Health Marketing team to extend it to at least 15 minutes. Um, but the 12 minutes are, are up now, Sean. So thank you so much for joining us today um, on, this, um, on this podcast episode. Absolutely brilliant. My pleasure. Great to see you. For more exclusive insights and content around workplace wellbeing, please subscribe to this podcast and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.